Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome. Three days to go. Three days to go. And then Ken disappears, evaporates. Oh, no. So I dissolve? You dissolve. Mm. Uh, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week, and uh, then he's gone. There's no John either on Thursday and Friday, so people might no, be uh, confused. Have, I'm going to go into mourning for a few days. I, I, that's what I heard. I'll be wearing black, and uh, you need to get into a recovery. Yes, uh, uh, and uh, uh, coming here to uh, give one of his final reports to Ken. Is, uh, <laughs> wow, we're wow. really we're really building this up. <laughs> well, except I remember what you said when we talked to you on Friday about the killing of the homeless people. Mm-hmm. You said, are we going to find out they arrest somebody and it's a felon with a record? Hmm. Well, and and what's the topper is we did two stories Friday, one with you on the homeless men being killed and one with Blake on the San Dimas killing. And now they think it's the same guy. Yeah. That just stunned me on Saturday when I saw that. Yes. Well, it stunned me when I got a a notice on Saturday morning, late morning, that they were going to have this press conference at 1 p.m. Saturday. So I called my my folks down there and I said, hey, you know, 
is this a big deal or is this another political thing? You know, because it said Mayor Bass is going to be there. Gascon's going to be there. It's like, you know, I, you know, we can't justify the overtime if it's just going to be more political rhetoric. And they were like, no, 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 you need to be there. It's like, oh, okay. So then I went down there on Saturday afternoon. And sure enough, they announced that the guy that had been arrested on Wednesday or detained and then booked on Thursday for the murder of um, Nicholas Simbolan in San Dimas is indeed the same guy that shot and killed three homeless men since last Sunday. So oh, wow. it's bizarre. It is it is a bizarre case. So when was he originally arrested? So let's talk about that. Like and, go through the timeline yeah, yeah. here, the order of the killings and the arrest. Well, let's go everything. back and talk because there were parallel investigations going on. So when they knew they had a homeless man killed on late or overnight Sunday morning, last Sunday, and then another one on Monday, and then another one on Wednesday. That was the LAPD's investigation. Mm-hmm. But the LA County Sheriff's Department's Homicide Bureau was investigating the shooting death of Nicholas Simbolan. And so they were working that case and they were able to get a pretty clear photo of a vehicle seen in the area in San Dimas. So they put that plate into the system. So keep that in mind on Tuesday night. So on Wednesday, the plate's in the system. Now here, I'm going to play for you. This is Mark uh, Stainbrook. He is the chief of the Beverly Hills Police Department. Mark A here. He describes what happened and how they got him into custody. We have a real-time watch center. We fly a drone every day. Uh, we have 50 ALPRs, automated license plate readers, around the city in strategic locations. And we have over 2,400 cameras that are monitored 24 hours a day and kept recorded for over a year. So we're able to provide a lot of information sometimes on different crimes. In this case, on Wednesday night at about uh, 9.15, the suspect vehicle entered our city. Uh, ALPR alerted the real-time watch center. And between the great job of our dispatchers and our virtual patrol officers, they were able to direct officers in uh, to where the vehicle was, stop that individual and take him into custody safely, which I think is very important because he wasn't complying initially with uh, the instructions the officer gave him. So keep in mind, so now he's in custody late Wednesday evening. So Thursday evening goes by, nothing. And then Friday, we do the press conference, the first press conference with the LAPD in which they announce Three homeless men have been killed by the same individual. And they did not know at that point they had that individual in custody. So in that 24-hour period from Friday into Saturday, investigators started to put two and two together. Remember, they released a a very, very blurry photo of a vehicle and a man in a hoodie on Friday at the press conference. And then by the time Saturday morning rolls around, they were able to get a clearer shot, the LAPD, of that vehicle. So they put the vehicle information into the system as well. And bing, it comes up in the custody of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. So they're like, okay, well, the car's already in, you know, being seized by the Sheriff's Department. Let's call and find out what's going on. They call and find out what's going on. Come to find out, they're like, well, that vehicle's tied to three homicides we're looking at. Well, we've got it in connection with a homicide in San Dimas. So forensics teams, the science, the forensic sciences uh, division at LAPD starts working overnight and they start putting other pieces of forensic evidence together to tie this man to four murders in four days. Jared Joseph Powell, 33 years old, right? Right. And here in uh, more cut A, uh, here's a little bit of background on him. He is a convicted felon. Uh, he has violence in his background. We'll not go into the details of that. Why not? Uh, that... <laughs> Violence is not most recent. It's been it's some years back. Uh, but how does a man go out and brutally and ruthlessly 
shoot and kill a homeless individual who is sleeping on a couch in South Los Angeles? How does the following day you go out and brutally shoot and kill? I watched the video. Because you didn't keep him in prison the first time. Chilling. And I've been in this work for four plus decades. The cold blooded manner in which he walks up and shoots this individual without any hesitation. Mm. No interactions. Psychopath. Uh, and then leave that location. And we now know to follow home an individual, a uh, uh, father of two, who's simply charging his car, and to follow that individual home as been related and shoot and brutally murder that individual over a robbery senselessly. And at the same time, less than 24 hours later, commits his third murder in the city of Los Angeles. So did this person start you know, Sunday morning and this is the, 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 the limit of it? He was uh, what Moore was getting at was that this is not something he just spontaneously decided to do one day. They mm. fear there were other homicides out there that this guy's tied to. Oh well, yeah, I unsolved, would, Steve. Go get I it. I know. I would think, right? <laughs> because uh, he just suddenly decides now, uh, thirty-three years, and he's going to kill a, a person every Sunday, day or two. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He killed yep. each day there. Yeah, right. and and all during the hours. Now I think the Tuesday night one. I can't remember what time that one happened on Tuesday. It says seven p.m. Seven p.m. So the others were done between two and five a.m. The other three. Yeah, so it's that, weird that he picked out one guy to follow home I, and just kill those him. Those are two completely different types uh, of crimes. I know, and I tried to get Chief Moore to talk about that. I said, how do you sort of write this, or how do you connect this? And in all your experience, 40-plus years, is this unusual for you? How did you? How did, How do you tie this together? Was he targeting homeless people and then decided to go rob somebody? What What is the mechanism here? He said it's one of the most baffling cases ever. Yeah. Now, the final cut here, I know we're going on a break here, but the final cut on cut B here is everyone asks about the gun. Where did the gun come from? What's about, what about the gun? And here's what he said. He is a convicted felon, so uh, our first impression is that he would be a prohibited possessor. Uh, and as to the manner in which he acquired that weapon, it is not a ghost gun. Uh, it is a serialized weapon, but we're not gonna, we'll let the investigation continue to, uh, to work as to how he obtained that weapon and whether it was lawfully obtained, certainly from uh, the source, but he certainly, by, his, by being a convicted felon, should not have had it in his possession. And he presumably was a man of means because the car that was involved in all of this is a 2024 BMW wow. M440i. Did he rob the guy in San Dimas? Did he yeah. take anything? It says he took, it just says he took some stuff, but they didn't stop. Well, spe- then he specify. must have been robbing uh, yeah, all over the place. His, uh, if he's got a BMW. This must be his way of life. Unless he stole the BMW, too. Well, we're hoping to, he's supposed to be uh, in court today for arraignment. We're, we'll see if it happened or not, because a lot of these get continued. So what, what's about his past uh, criminal record, violent record? How, what, what is it? How far back? They're not going to tell us that right now. Gascon have anything to do with it? I mean, yeah, you heard Luna downplay it like, oh, it was a long time ago or something. Yeah. Well, it, what does that got to do with it? What did he do? Why was he out? Well... Here's the thing that I'm curious about, because, you know, when you look at the definition, and and we were even calling it a serial killer first, because it kind of had all the makings of a serial killer. But when you really look at the the traditional law enforcement definition of serial killer, it's somebody who kills and then, like, takes a break for a bit and then comes back and kills again. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if we're going to find out that this guy might be tied to murders going on. Oh, he didn't become a psychotic a week ago Sunday. That wasn't his first day of being a psychotic. I, 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 I marvel. Was was the police chief putting on an act? I, I just couldn't believe that he's walked up, shot someone dead on a couch. Aren't they dealing with murders every day? Haven't they seen it all? If he says he's been doing I, this for forty years, what's yeah. with the drama and the shock? 
This is another day at the office. Well, I think the reason this was so, I I think just unusual and shocking is because these are homeless people that were sleeping and someone walked up while they were sleeping completely vulnerable and completely out in the open. And he calmly walked up and opened fire on these homeless people and Terrell calmly got in his car and took off. I think that's what really was the, the impetus for all the shock there, if you will, the drama, because, you know, with the follow home robbery, it's like, you know, you were hearing more and more of these cases where people are fighting back and they're shooting and they're, you know, they've got their own guns and their own weapons and they're fighting back. And I think the reason this is a little more, uh, a little more heinous, a little more shocking is because these were people, homeless people that were asleep and had absolutely no means to protect or defend themselves. All right, Steve, thank you very much for that report. Pretty thorough. That's Steve Gregory covering the arrest of a man they now believe not only killed three homeless people, killed a man in San Dimas when he followed him home. Uh, Very strange. And uh, we're going to see what we can find out about his past criminal record because uh, they were like saying that he had a violent past criminal record. Uh, More coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Now we have a special message for Ken. Hello, John and Ken. Your old friend Laura Ingle here coming to you from New York, where I can report that word of Ken's retirement has hit the East Coast, making this a national breaking news story. In all seriousness, Ken, I am wishing you the very best in your retirement. What a great way to go out on your terms. Having the chance to say goodbye to your listeners, your friends and colleagues, and hear all the wonderful things that people have to say about you. It is a gift in this business. I am glad for you that you can enjoy this moment as you should. So, okay, I have so many great memories of my time reporting on KFI that was largely on your show through all of the big trials where you and John would put me on the spot and I'd try and answer some impossible question you guys had. I'd sigh, you'd laugh, and we'd keep going. So we had the David Westerfield trial in San Diego, the San Francisco dog mauling trial that was moved to L.A., and, of course, the wall-to-wall coverage we did of the Scott Peterson case. I will never forget standing outside of Scott and Lacey Peterson's home in Modesto with the press corps while reporting on Lacey's disappearance. And here comes these two radio guys with bullhorns in hand to confront Scott Peterson. The local reporters asked me, hey, do you know these guys? I just sort of, you know, wanted to fall back, let you guys do your thing, went back to my news car because I knew I would be the one staying there reporting after you guys left. By the way, can you believe that was 20 years ago? Then we had the Michael Jackson trial right after that where you guys did some shows outside of that media circus, which was even bigger than Peterson in terms of the colorful crowds. All memorable moments in my radio career that you will forever be a part of and I will always be thankful for. So good luck, Ken. Embrace your newfound freedom. We can't wait to hear what's next. Hopefully a report from a beach somewhere that's quiet with no yelling or screaming. Enjoy. Wow. It's like being at your own funeral. Laura Engel. Who was uh, yes our- a longtime part of KFI News, right? And yeah. Cover as she said, covering all those big stories. She was a very good reporter. She really, she really dug. She wasn't afraid to ask the questions. And as she said in the call, even when we put her on the spot, it didn't seem to bother her. I think she kind of lived off of it. I think she kind of enjoyed. Yeah, she part. would provide a lot of background, colorful, uh, 
uh, information details. details. Yeah. Yes, so they, you, very good you, at wouldn't detail. Get, you wouldn't get in a, in a normal report or a thirty-second uh, uh, little bit on the news. Well, listen to that summary. I mean, I'm sure she spent a few minutes putting it together, but you could see how detailed it was going yeah. through all those cases that we covered and uh, had her on the new uh, the air for her, the news reporting. Now, I remember the Michael Jackson Scott Peterson cases specifically too. For some reason, I'm remembering the Michael Jackson case when we went up there when he was on trial for being a sex offender. Yeah, and somebody handed us a puppy, and we took a picture with a puppy. The three of us. <laughs> yes. So a little dog was in between us. I don't know what became of that puppy. I don't know. But what's next for me, as I've said this last week, it's death. So thank you. <laughs> it's okay. It has to come for all of us. By the way, I, I, the last show, I'm only going to speak in cliches and platitudes. I decided that. Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to go out and just say. Such as every good thing must come to an end. How's that one? No, no. Say what you really wanted to say all these years about everybody. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I'll start with you. <laughs> oh, that would be great. And you, Deborah Mark. <laughs> oh, no. Stop sending me pictures. <laughs> John said to me today, you really like poking the bear, don't you? I said, yeah. yeah well, stop sending me pictures. Can I send you some when you're retired? Uh, no, no. He's going to block take, you. And take me off the texting loop. Can yeah, I delete I myself Yeah, somehow? we'll figure that out. I figured no, you'd no, want no. that. Let's... No, no, <laughs> no. We'll continue sending it? Okay. <laughs> There's joy in torturing him. There's pleasure in that. But I have a surprise for you, Deborah Mark. What? Well, what did John say at the beginning of the show? These are the final days, right? Yes, three more days. So I got it covered. It's the final countdown. <laughs> did you see Rock of Ages? Because that I was did one not. of the songs in there. It was. It was a great 80s. That's a group called Europe. Yes. I played that as a DJ years ago. Ooh, you need to go see. Well, Rock of Ages was on Broadway and... Uh, I think there was, there's even a movie, and that song is highlighted in there. Is it still playing somewhere? It's like a mm, musical so. show? Yeah, it was a musical. I do sort of remember that name, but I never did get to. You would like I, it. I, I, I was like John for a long time. Musicals, mm -mm, not my no, thing. Although no, no. I've gone to a couple of Broadway productions in the last five years, and eh, I have maybe a better appreciation for them than I did. But uh, yeah. That's surprising that you don't like them since you like to sing so much. I just... <laughs> Sing so much. I only well, sing to you. Yes. He, okay. Well, may, I don't know what you do on your off he time. He dances I'm around the house singing. Yeah, the that's all I do commercial breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, one quick note before we move on. Uh, one of our listeners has dug up, and of course, this is unverified, something on Jared Powell, the man that's been arrested for killing the homeless man, the homeless men, and the man in San Dimas. Uh, 2013, arrested for assault with a deadly weapon with force likely to cause great bodily injury. That was 2013, so that's 10 years ago. This may only be part of his arrest record because I'm seeing things that look like L.A., San Bernardino. This is a 33-year-old man. So it's very possible, as Steve touched on, that these four people he's alleged to have killed just over a four-day period may not be all we're going to find out about. You just got to believe yeah, I just uh, that that kind of psycho character sets in when you're a teenager. Sometimes when you're five years old. Uh, yeah, I, I mean it's the worst form of uh, psychopathic behavior. So there's there's no chance that he just started doing this kind of thing this week. Oh, no. you know, a week ago Saturday. That's impossible. He's oh, been doing of course, bad things for a long time. The side story here is the controversy over using a license plate reader. Well, if they hadn't done that, this what guy might be out there killing. 
oh, some people find it to be a privacy violation. No, it's not. should not be reading license plates. That's not. That's stupid. Who thinks that? What's wrong usually? Your license license plate is public. Other privacy advocates. No, but it's dumb. Your your license. They can tell where you've been and where you're going. Everybody can see your license. Big government is following you. Everybody can see your license plate. That's what law enforcement has license plates for. So that if you've done something illegal, they can track you. What? Like, that's stupid. Now that we're in a world of video cameras everywhere, I don't think anybody should expect it to be in a public place. Don't kill people. Then uh, they won't use your license plate to track you down. I will be right back. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, Kibi Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio from 1 until 4, then after 4 o'clock, John and Ken On Demand, the podcast. Well, uh, we haven't talked about this in a few days, so let's return to it. They are having the big climate conference gathering in, of all places, Dubai. Uh, This is called COP28, officially. And the president of the event, the man who's basically organizing and running it, is a sultan by the name of Al Jaber or Jaber. Al Jabir. Jabir? 
Anyway, uh, it turns out that he's the chief executive of the United Arab Emirates State Oil Company, ADNOC. But he's chair of this group about climate change. And the one thing that many people are there advocating is a phase out of fossil fuels. Like you wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> so the president of this uh, climate conference, Al Jabbar, said there is no science indicating that a phase out of fossil fuels is needed. Well, but I'd say he has a little bit of less objectivity here uh, since he's the uh, chief executive of a big oil company. What if, but... he's, what if he's telling the truth? Well, he said something that you always talk about. If you phase them out, well, we're going to take the world back into caves. You would. Yeah. That's, that, that is the alternative. And I don't... It, it might not be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just all retreat into caves. Yeah. It would reduce the conflict, right? No, I think it'll increase the conflict. Oh, I come out and batter you with a rock in your cave? Sure, and or yeah, the big club. I want your cave if it's a bigger cave. That's right. The, and we'd probably have to go out, uh, Deborah Martin, kill animals for their fur so we could stay oh, warm. No, right? Because no. we wouldn't have oil for the you know, home No, we figure something out. We're going to be clubbing animals. We're going to be using bows Clubbing and animals? Well, yeah. Yeah, because we're back in cave we're times. We're in cave so. times. We don't have regular weapons anymore. No, right? Everything will just right, revert back to Because you, you would need um, oil to <laughs> manufacture things. <laughs> Without oil, there's no manufacturing anymore. More than 100 countries already support a phase-out of fossil fuels. You know what? This whole thing is going to collapse into pieces, and it's going to do it in our lifetimes right in front of our eyes. It's already happening. You mean the whole Be movement? The whole movement, yeah, because yeah. everybody can see. this is the He's the first guy to step out and say, hey, let's stop kidding ourselves. This is never going to happen. I, well, I you said Bill Clinton said that years ago. Remember, you quoted Bill Clinton, who I, said basically we'd have to shut everything down. Right, the country would I have know. to go back to pre-industrial times. Right, but it became a, an ex, a, a lucrative enough racket for people who got involved. I mean, imagine somebody who started a green energy company in the last five years. How much government tax money that they got in subsidies? Right, it became a really cool racket. And it became, became something trendy for all the elite people to embrace. Now they're at the moment where they claim. Uh, implementation is imminent. And now everybody's realizing, uh, like, whoops, uh, no, we really can't do this, can we? It, would re it really would destroy civilization. Hmm? Well, how do we edge back? And it's like, well, why don't we have the oil guy take uh, take the lead here, okay? Let him, because he, do you think this guy's going to give up the United Arab Emirates' main source of wealth? No. No. You, yeah, he would advocate. I, that part of the world would be nothing if they didn't grab no. and have oil production. It would just be desert. It would be desert. It would be tough for people to scrounge out a living doing anything. He would end up with uh, a lot of uh, dead Arabs in the desert if they got rid of their uh, fossil fuel sales. So uh, this, this this whole thing, every, I, I, it's amazing what human beings do. Human beings get caught up in all kinds of hysterias. We've lived through about, what, five hysterias in the last few years, we had a Trump hysteria, we had a COVID hysteria, we had a climate hysteria, we had a race hysteria. I, I mean, it's just one hysteria after another, uh, a diversity hysteria. And and well, now we're kind of coming out of the coma and, and we're looking around. It's like, well, of course we can't give up fossil fuels. That's impossible. There's no debate on this. And it's already too late. An historian Politico, leading scientists worldwide, delivered a striking dose of reality to the United Nations on Sunday it's inevitable that countries are going to miss the ambitious target they set eight years ago for limiting the warming of the earth. 
And we're going to shoot past 1.5 degrees Celsius before the end of the century. We could be intensifying storms, drought, and heat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, how many how many years do you give a group like this before you say, hey, guys? That's why I'm retiring, because I don't want to be here. We're still working and not having my fun time <laughs> before the planet dissolves. Gee, 20, and, oh, I heard this it, this morning. It, I was listening, John, to an old countdown. Casey's American Top 40. Mm-hmm. And the artist, he was quoting an artist who was about to play their song. And he said, this artist has a message for the world. I'm not sure the world's going to be around in the year 2000. This was a 1974 countdown. <laughs> right. yeah, there you go. It was Harry Chapin, well, by the way. Yes, Cats in the Cradle. Because in the 1960s, there were all a whole crowd of these. Yes, about overpopulation. Yeah, Paul Ehrlich. Uh, Ehrlich and what about the ozone thing? Remember that The scandal? ozone thing. There was global cooling in the 1970s that made the cover of Time and Newsweek. Go look it up online. Go look at the 1975, I think. Time and Newsweek, the threat of global, global cooling. And Dr. Paul Ehrlich uh, was claiming by 2000, we wouldn't be able to grow any crops. And we'd have huge shortages of uh, necessary minerals. I, they, they have been so wrong for so long. And it's some of the same people for 50 years. Some of the same people are 0 for 50 years in their predictions. Al Gore has been 0 for 30 years. And we'll leave you with this. While world leaders spoke at a global warming conference in Dubai, located in the heart of the Arabian Desert, Discussing the usual, banning gas stoves and cow farts and petrol-powered vehicles, a powerful snowstorm grounded all flights at Munich Airport in Germany, <laughs> which included many private jets that were on their way to the Dubai conference. <laughs> that is really ironic. <laughs> they're worried about warming, but they're taking a private jet to the conference, and then they get stuck on the ground because yeah. they're frozen on the runway. <laughs> The writer uh, wrote uh, they were going to discuss the usual, banning gas stoves, cow farts, gas-powered vehicles. And the latest one, John, is meat-eating. Meat-eating, yes. cut down on your meat-eating. The U.N. is making that recommendation to Western nations, cut back I, on the meat production. I saw another headline that said, now they're coming for the cows. Mm. All right, we'll be uh, right back. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. The bid to co-host with you did go up. It was at 5500 for a few days, and Saturday night was the deadline to bid on the Postathon to co-host an hour with John Cobelt and... Well, what did it, what did it, uh, it went up to over 6000 $6,250, so I think. So, uh, but who is it? Who is it? He wanted to know right away in the text I saw over the weekend. That's a good question. Nobody knows. Oh, Ray mm. says he knows. When's oh, he, he going to tell us? Well, what's, this, what's the secret? Did you do background checks? He's and, doing a background check as we speak. And a medical check, too. Did the person turn over the money, which is a good sign that you know, they have it. Yeah, cash moolah. Cash moolah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, you're in the room with them, John. So uh, let's uh, want to do the show outside that day. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm safe. So you have an escape route. <laughs> we could do it from the balcony on the fifth floor. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come in there and find out who this is. All right, I want to know when you set that date because I'm listening. I want to hear this. I, I think it'll be very entertaining. I don't know whether or not it'll be awkward or it'll really work. It might really work and be kind of amusing. So I don't know. I could, if it, well, I'm, I'm assuming he's got a personality. He might have radio experience. Nova, How do you know it's a he? 
Oh, good this, point. This, this it's is probably the, not actually. This is kind of the thing uh, that that guys. Maybe he's do. A, she's a vegan. That's right. What do you mean? This is kind of a thing that guys do. Guys, You've never had this one before. Guys like to show off. <laughs> uh, women um, don't. Huh? No, like not this, there's plenty of women in radio, John. No. <laughs> <laughs> what no, do you mean? No, it's an ego thing. Oh. It's guys like to show off how smart they are. Mm. Oh, this you think this person wants to co-host to show how smart he is? Well, yeah, yeah, because the whole purpose here is you sit here and you talk about your views of the world, right? Yeah, it's true. And what you have you know, allegedly an audience, right? Your, yeah, your outlook on the world and your... your and women don't have people. those views? Women don't have to prove it. He doesn't oh. think women have the drive for that. Pr- no, no, no. It's that, that they don't have the ego or they don't have the uh, insecurity. It's a toxic male thing. It, it's it's okay. a guy thing. Right. It's uh, Okay, we'll I'm, see. See, I'm going to drive this guy away. He's going to hear me talk. And- <laughs> Watch it be oh, Ken just showing God. up to the radio station being like, I'm ready for my hour. Yeah, it could be me. You don't know. Right? I, I used a pseudonym. <laughs> you wouldn't spend $6,000. My name is Ross King for the purposes of the uh, <laughs> co-hosting. <laughs> There you go. Good inside joke. Yes. Huh? Uh, oh, Deborah Mark, you weren't here Friday, so I did not do this story, and I as am upset as you are. Uh, this Saturday was big conference championship weekend in college football, so Oklahoma State was uh, scheduled to play Texas. Oh, this is bad. Oh, yeah, this oh, is bad. Yeah. So somebody left a dead longhorn cow on the lawn of an Oklahoma State fraternity, I guess as a, quote, prank. The carcass was found on the lawn of the farmhouse fraternity, and uh, you don't really want to look at the picture, but they carved an expletive on the side of the body. Mm. And yes, John, the longhorn is the kind they use for beef. It's got the big horns, and yeah, yeah, it is a beef cattle. Right. Did they get get barbecue out of it? The stomach was cut out of the (gasps) animal. Oh, no. This is a prank. This is funny. This is fraternity, boys. It looks See, like it was I was a little word. sister in a fraternity, and I don't think any of those guys would have done something what like that. What does a little sister do? We're just, we go to the parties, and we support <laughs> the fraternity guys. I was a little sister. I was. <laughs> okay. I was also in a sorority, but I was a little sister for a fraternity. I see. Okay. Were there any dead animals? Uh, no, that's no. what I'm saying. So these are evil people. Well, this is an agricultural thing, right? The states are big in farming and... The cattle and you know and murdering Oklahoma and Texas. No, no, no. Is well, it- this is what this is the thing. They're trying to find out if this animal was dead already and was just moved there. So before they, because they're looking into the whole animal abuse angle, mm-hmm. what they carved was the the F word followed by F H. F H stands for the fraternity name I gave you, farmhouse fraternity. That's what they carved. It's on a the side farmhouse of it. fraternity. That's what it's called, farmhouse fraternity at Oklahoma <laughs> so- State. I, yeah, so, I don't know what I don't know what they do. So do, they but, know how to kill and carve up a uh, a longhorn. Yeah, you can see it. You can see in the background of the picture. I don't know if see, you want to look now, at the picture of the okay, dead longhorn. No, but, this is what I'm talking about. That's something only guys would do, right? If I, I would never suggest. Well, maybe it's a sorority. Of course, it's not a sorority. Probably not. That is definitely male behavior. Uh, I would think so. I would probably involve. It's disgusting in, behavior, no matter who did it. I, I guess the suspicion would be on Texas fraternity, right? Because that's the rival, and that's probably yeah. who wanted to right, prank them, I guess. What, what, was it that, or was this? Were, were they killing one of the Texas Longhorns? No, I, th- I think this was Oklahoma State fans trying to send a message to yeah. Texas fans. This is what we're going to do to you on the field, yeah. and then Texas ends up winning forty-nine to twenty-one. Yeah, and they, they. But then why would they carve F F 
8H, which is the fraternity at Oklahoma State. Why would they carve that on the... Probably this is just in to, Stillwater this happened probably just in to, Oklahoma. Probably just to claim responsibility. I, you're right, because they're, they're known as the Texas Longhorns. Right. I haven't the, really been able to figure this out either. If you're killing a Longhorn, then it must have been a message about the game to, yeah. the, to the Texas crowd, I would think. Then wouldn't you take it to the Texas campus and to the Texas fraternity? Or maybe they didn't think they could get away with that. I, I, just, I just can't see the Texas guys killing killing the animal. I don't I don't think they had any way to get the Longhorn down to Texas from Stillwater. Okay, so who killed it? I think the the Oklahoma State fraternity boys. Okay, he so thinks it's Oklahoma State fraternity boys. The, the, this fraternity, the fraternity that's uh, the, the where the carcass was left. Yeah. Maybe. They just put it outside their house as a, as a message. Oh, as a message to the Texas Longhorns. Right. That, this is what we do to Longhorns around But again, here. why put FFH, which is their fraternity? Why would they, wouldn't you put F Texas? Uh, yeah, I would think so. Maybe they were drunk when they well, did. Well, we got a mystery. Where's Where's Steve hmm. with Unsolved? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear more about this little sister thing. It's, it's really not that exciting. Okay. Nothing scandalous? Maybe you can co-host an hour with John and explain it all. <laughs> oh, oh, that would be riveting radio. <laughs> When we come back, oh, this is fantastic. Mayor Bascon has taken a victory lap. It's all week she's taken a victory lap for her first year in office. Get ready. We'll give you the details. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.